If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, search Donovan Sharp on YouTube. For exclusive content, which includes my entire archive of over 800 episodes and over 2,200 exclusive posts, go to patreon.com slash Donovan Sharp. Links in description. This woman should serve as a cautionary tale to women who read her blog. But every female always thinks, well, that's not going to happen to me. I'm going to find a great guy, and I've still got plenty of time because I'm only 36. Now, the first article I'm going to point out, of course, is the first stage, hashtag why I'm single. Then... A little further down, if you, as you guys are looking at the screen, because Sprint has bad service and Bay can't get through. That's, I guess that's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. Uh, first of all, the first thing that I, I would point out is any woman her age that still uses the word Bay, you know that she, her hamster is going to be in overdrive. I cannot stand the word Bay. It's just, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. Maybe, listen, maybe I'm an old man. Maybe I'm a curmudgeon. When somebody calls their their significant other Bay, it just it just makes my skin crawl. Anyway, so she starts the article like this. She says, and these are all very short articles. These are not long and drawn out at all. She says, quote, hashtag why I'm single is trending on Twitter right now, and it made me want to stop and really think about it. Why am I single? She asks herself. She asks herself. Sounds like a simple question, but not really. If I'm truly honest with myself, it's because I'm not ready for a relationship and God is waiting for me to mature enough to be the, to be with the kind of man I keep asking him for. But now, I, but now, if I want to lie to myself, I can easily blame it on the lack of decent men. But we all know that's fake news. There are good men out there, great men actually, just not good enough or great enough for me. Let's break that down. When she says, quote, I'm not ready for a relationship and God is waiting for me to mature, Enough translation. I want to continue to sleep around because I'm still young and I have plenty of time to find a man. Until then, I will use the God excuse to make my reasoning infallible to anyone who would who would furrow their brow at the thought of me actually settling down at my age. After all, who would argue against God's will? Guys, this is hamster in overdrive. Women who say, God told me to date Kevin. Knowing full well that dating Kevin is what she wants to do. She feels so strongly about it. She wants to say, well, God told me to do it. So her friends will quit bugging her about the fact that they know that Kevin is a player. They know Kevin has multiple girlfriends. They know Kevin in sales has multiple baby mamas. They know Kevin in sales is bad for her. But because God told her to, she can sleep at night and avoid all of the judgment from her friends. She's not ready for a relationship because she's not ready to stop sleeping around. So she says, God is waiting for me to mature. Sweetheart, mature men get passed over for immature women because mature women are too old to wipe up. Then she says, you know, I would blame it on the lack of decent men. But she says, we all know that's fake news. Guys, she kept it 100 here. She knows that there are plenty of good men out there, but that's just it. They're good men, and good men aren't arousing to women anymore. So she's going to sleep with Tyrone. She's going to sleep with Pookie and Ray Ray until God tells her it's time to settle down with Gary the good guy, which means she'll realize her looks are fading. 
And then she says, just not good or great enough for me. Sweetheart, you are an overweight black female who claims to put God first, but is sleeping around. Your taste is too expensive for your sexual market value. This is the problem with most women, guys. You got sixes thinking they're nines. You got fives thinking they're thinking they're eights. And they all think they deserve a guy who is an eight, a nine, or a ten. Yasmin or Yasmin, she is a five. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. Yasmin, Yasmin is a five on a good day. But she has the gall to say, just not good, good enough, or great enough for me. Guys, this speaks to the gross overestimation of a woman's self-evaluated value. You're a five, sweetheart, and you will take what you can get. In her next paragraph, she says, quote, after having my world end at the conclusion of my long-term relationship, I'm not in any rush to get back. I still long for a male companion, but I also learned a lot from my last relationship. With my ex, I, I blindly fought for our relationship because I was under the false pretext that it was better to have a man. Even when red flags came up, I stayed, until I completely lost myself and had no more to give. I had completely compromised my value and dealt with things I never want to again. I still believe in love, she says, but for now, I'm going to focus on just having fun with life and not let the dating process stress me. Why are you single? So. As far as this long-term relationship is concerned, she says she's not in a rush to get back in the dating market. Guys, we saw this on Amy Horton's article a while back about not being in a rush to get back on back into the dating scene after a bad breakup. Not in a rush to get back means I'm going to get under as many guys as I possibly can to get over my ex. You guys know you guys have all heard this axiom that women talk about all the time. Well, in order to get over him, you have to get under him. She gives it away. She gives her intentions away when she says, focus on just having fun with life. Guys, she is literally telling us she is going to sleep around. Anytime women use language like this, it means they're going to sleep around, guys. I need some me time. Translation, I'm gonna sleep around. I need to take some time to heal. Translation, I'm gonna sleep around. I think I'm gonna have some fun for a little while. Translation, I am going to sleep around. So that was the first article that led to the fourth article, which we'll get to here in just a second. Let's take a look at the next article and you will see the natural progression. Again, this represents the, the typical pr progression in terms of the dating art of the typical American female. So her next article, is called Stop Being Nice to F-Boys. You guys can look at the screen. I'm not gonna swear. I'm trying to keep this, I'm gonna keep this YouTube friendly. She says, quote, my best friend told me this the other day and I had an epiphany. When I get with my friend, somehow we always end up talking about guys. Girls talk about guys all the time, guys. This is how it is. Despite the amount of guy bashing posts I have, I really don't believe that all guys are trash. Just most of them, okay, a few. She continues, she says, quote, what is it in our DNA that makes us attracted to F-boys, especially when all the signs are there in the beginning? Sis, you can't run around with an SZA yelling, why you bother me when you know you don't want me, when you steadily text him back, even when he doesn't respond to you but has time to snap about an unfulfilling lunch. How about we change up the script a bit and put more effort into the guy that has the qualities you desire from the beginning? Let's start with this DNA thing. What is it in our DNA that, that makes us aroused by players. Gentlemen, she is starting to realize that she can't fight biology, right? She cannot fight the fact that she is attracted to the players, the F-boys, the bad boys. The problem here is no masculinity. Guys, the average American man is soft. 
They're effeminate, they're soft, they're non-confrontational, they don't know how to fight, they can't change a tire. They're, 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 they're useless. Men these days are useless. The average American man is useless. So when a player comes along, or an F-boy, or, or a bad boy comes along, those men are displaying sort of a devil-may-care, balls-to-the-wall, in-your-face, bold and confident attitude. And because this is rare in men relative to the number of men in the world, a woman's biological hard drive tells her that this is true masculinity, and it, it, it mostly is. Then she talks about changing up the script, right? She says, because the qualities you desire, and this is the reason why she's changing up the script. The reason for this is because the qualities you desire in men, Miss Cebu, they're not attractive yet. You're still in your party years. You'd like to be aroused by the good guys, but you are not. Mother Nature did this on purpose, guys. Females are intended to mate. Their intention is to mate, reproduce with the most masculine specimens out there, right? They're not supposed to be aroused. Women are not supposed to, and a lot of guys blame this, oh, hypergamy and women are this or that. No, women are not supposed to be aroused by a 401k. They're not supposed to be aroused by a stable job, a Toyota Camry, a level-headed male. They're supposed to be aroused by the bad boys. Her next paragraph, she says, I don't want to hear anything about how opposites attract, she says. Nah, fam, it don't work that way. Your positive goal-getter attitude should not attract a guy who doesn't have any respect for you. The thrill that comes with dating a bad boy usually ends with you at the bottom of a Moscato, insert your favorite drink, bottle, talking about how N-words ain't S-words. It's cool, though. I've been there before. The thrill that comes with dating a bad boy, she says again, the thrill. Guys, women want to feel something. Women date the bad boys because with bad boys, they're elated, they're depressed, they're happy, they're angry, they're sad, they're suicidal, they're joyful and scared all at the same time. That roller coaster of emotion, that is addictive. She says, quote, I met a nice guy not too long ago. He was polite, texted during my normal hours and could hold a decent conversation. Naturally, I made up a number of reasons why I couldn't pursue him and I friend zoned him. Big surprise there. As I spent time reflecting, I remembered, I remembered a time when I met an F-boy who knew just what to say and when to say it to keep me on his line. He was a jerk, but I credited his bad behavior to having as having personality and swag. I really hope I'm not the only one who has experienced this. For some reason, I am more attracted at the task of turning a guy that isn't right for me into an upstanding Bay citizen. Jesus Christ, that word Bay. And having my prince charming from the beginning. My obsession with DIY projects is better spent on Pinterest and, and, and at Michael's because my heart can't take it anymore. I can literally have a nice guy who meets all of my superficial requirements and still look him over to entertain a dude that wouldn't spit on me if I was on fire. I met a nice guy, she says. At least she admits out loud that she's not aroused by him, right? Right, she can admit that to us. But to her friends, she made up reasons why she couldn't pursue him and ended up friend zoning him. Most women, and again, listen, give credit to this woman. She is being completely transparent. She is keeping it 100. Most girls won't admit that they like bad boys over good guys. Most girls just won't admit that because it makes them look bad. Then she says, well, he acted like a jerk, but I attributed that to his personality and swag. <laughs> this is why we call him jerk boys. This is why we call him bad boys. Then she asks, am I the only one who experienced this? No, sweetheart, you're not special. And then, of course, the upstanding bay thing, right? She wants to civilize a man. G uh, gentlemen, women naturally try to civilize you. This is the this is the mission of every woman, is to civilize a bad boy, to, to tame him, right? To bridle him. They see it as a challenge. 
they don't really want to see you civilized because then you wouldn't be arousing anymore. They don't realize this. They like that you're a wild stallion who's untamable. And the thrill of trying to change the bad boy, that's a rush for women. The last paragraph says, as we move into the last three months of the year, I want to continue my personal growth, which excludes being nice to these F-boys that caused me to want to reclaim my time in the first place. Ladies, for real, stop being nice to these guys. I know it's hard because a lot of them are fine as hell. I mean, half of them are in the beard gang group. She just told you that beards are more attractive. Half of the time, you don't even know because they are often disguised as caring types. However, I have come to the conclusion that these fools keep trying me because I let them so, because I let them, so this is where it stops. I, sol I solemnly promise, she says, to be nice to the nice guys. That shows, that shows me consistency and interest in more than physical things and change my attitude so I can attract the relationship, the, the type of a relationship I want. I am really going to stay true to this promise and not let it fall astray like these weight loss goals I set back in January and plan to make and plan to make again come January 1st. I solemnly promise, she says. She knows she's not going to keep this promise, guys. She knows she's not going to keep this promise. She even acknowledged, hey, you know what? <laughs> All of these weight loss, you guys can see that she's an overweight black woman. She even makes fun of herself. She even makes fun of herself. She says, I promise not to let these go astray like I keep letting these weight loss goals go astray. She knows she's not keeping this promise. Matter of fact, she probably hit Demarcus with the three baby mamas who's hung like a horse who looks like Omari Hardwick right after she finished this article. So stage one is why I'm single. That was the first article we looked at. Stage two, she realized that she's attracted to players even though she thinks she shouldn't be. Let's move along to the third article in this progression and there you see Beyonce she's got a gif of Beyonce and the article says quote it's okay to be 27 and up with no kids she says quote Beyonce is pregnant enough for all kidless females who are under social who are under constant societal pressure to have a child her twins are her twins are for all of us then she says, disclaimer, if you do have kids, this isn't about you, so please don't force yourself to be offended by anything I say. Then she starts the article. She says, quote, I am fully aware that I am at the age where it is common for family, friends, and strangers to ask me if I have kids. I'm sure most 15-year-olds don't get this question. Once I made it once I made it to year five of this last of my last relationship, we started having serious conversations about having children. How many how many we wanted, boy or girl, and all that jazz. Personally, I wanted twins or triplets so I could get it all done with one pregnancy, but I will accept whatever the Lord sends my way because the length of our relationship, because of the length, I can't stand the way this woman writes. It's very hard to read what this woman writes. Because of the length of our relationship, I tolerated all the questions relating to marriage and kids, but I was still on the fence about it. Guys, this is her trying to reconcile and convince herself that she's still got time. Because she's over, she's over 27 and is still childless and unmarried. After all, Beyonce did it, right? If Beyonce can do it, so, 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 so can she, right? This is the problem with black women. They look at the outliers and think that they're outliers too. I talked about this a couple of days ago with Colleen, with Colleen Thomas, who wants to compare Beyonce and Jay-Z's marriage. Like she says that, well, this is the new standard for American black women. No, it's not. Beyonce and Jay-Z are worth a billion and a half dollars. Their relationship is not going to be like yours. Beyonce had twins in her 30s. Why can't I? Well, number one, because you're not married. Number two, because she's almost she's worth almost a half a billion dollars and you're not. And number three, she's Beyonce and you're not. 
Ladies, you have nothing in common with Beyonce except for the fact that you are black and female. That is where the similarities end. Then she says she wants to get it all done with one pregnancy. She hopes that she can just have twins or triplets to get it all done with one pregnancy. And it's funny, we all think that this is tongue in cheek and we laugh at this, but this is, this once again, shows that women want all of the benefits with none of the costs. So you want three kids, but only want one pregnancy? You guys see how women are like this without, with, with, with everything that they do? I want a seven figure job without being qualified for it. I want a high value man without having to be in good shape and feminine. Then right at the end, she says she is still on the fence about it. So she wants us to think, that because she talked about it, she wants to, she wanted to do it, right? But then right there at the end, she says, I was still on the fence about it. Guys, she didn't want to have kids. She never did. She talked about, she talks about how her breakup rocked her world, but for all we know, she might've dumped him. A lot of girls claim to have been dumped to save face, and it is usually quite the opposite. She says, quote, I put, she's talking about her past relationship, quote, I put forth a lot in that relationship. I, compromi I compromised, she cannot spell, compromised with a D, Miss Cebu, and lost battles I knew I could win. So when everything came crashing down at year seven, I had a lot of soul searching. I had to do a lot of soul searching. I always planned to have kids before 30, and here I found myself 27, with 28 just a blink away with no man and no kids, but I don't feel bad about it. As females, whether you want to have a child or not, we have a biological clock looming over our heads from the moment we hit puberty. The societal pressures that come with that come with that are oftentimes even more unbearable. Don't get me wrong, she says. I want children in the perfect family life that I grew up watching on TV, but I'm not so focused on that goal that I am willing to settle or rush into it. I also find myself at a place where I am open to other methods of having children if my biological clock runs out. Let's take this from the top. She says even though she's 27 and just a blink away from 28, she doesn't feel bad about the fact that she has, that, 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 she, that she's not married with kids. Well, the reason why you don't feel bad about it is because you think you still have time. Then she says if her biological clock runs out, she is open to other methods. For real? Yasmin? Yasmin? So you wanna go IVF? You wanna go in vitro fertilization and pay 15 large, $15,000 a try? You wanna be at the sperm bank, picking out pick, picking out the closest specimens to Shamara Moore or Idris Elba? You're willing to go through that hum humiliation? No, you're not. You won't be willing to, but you think you are because you still think you have time, which means you don't really believe that you're going to be in that position. Every woman thinks they have time even when they don't have time. Oh, he's out there. I just have to find them right after I get DeAndre out of my system one last time. In her final paragraphs here, she says, in a time where going, where even going on a simple date sometimes feels like pulling teeth, I want to be very mindful about what I attract into my life. Until a genius finds a way for males to carry a child. Oh my God. I, I didn't even, I forgot about that part carry a child we as females will be forever looked upon with judging eyes if we don't have kids so she's blaming biology on biology yeah that's cute i often find these women who don't want children are looked upon as out there are selfish she, this woman cannot write but last time i checked the world's population isn't lacking there's that hamster again to all those wannabe grandmothers out there patiently waiting on a grandchild you can spoil you can spoil you may be waiting longer than you want 
Kids are expensive, Trump is president, and baby daddies come with drama. So allow me the chance to focus on something other than my uterus, such as my career, traveling the world, sleep, front row tickets at the Beyonce concert, sleep, and sleep again. So she wants to focus on her career, traveling the world, sleeping, and front row tickets to the Beyonce concert. Guys, this is the state of American women. It is all fun and games until it isn't, as you will see here in the fourth and final article that I am going to point out, and that is single and afraid. This is where Yasmin is now. Let's get started. She says, just being honest, I can scream living my best life till I'm blue in the face, but deep down inside, I feel incomplete without a healthy relationship. I still have sand in my shoes from my latest vacation to Trinidad, and although it was an amazing trip there, an amazing trip, there isn't enough ocean views, soca music, grotty, and pungent to make me believe I wouldn't have enjoyed it with a bay at my side. Miss Sabu, or Yasmin, Miss Sabu, she is finally admitting to herself and others that even though she's all about girl power and traveling around the world and her career and Beyonce tickets, that her worth is defined by her ability to keep, find and keep a man of value. Let's continue because she verifies this. She says, it is with an honest heart that I proclaim that despite my quote, girls run the world rhetoric, I still define my true worth by my ability to get and keep a man. Let's read that again. It is with an honest heart that I proclaim that despite all of my quote, girls run the world rhetoric, I still define my true worth by my ability to get and keep a man. I cannot recall, she says, how many Disney princess movies I overdosed on this, overdosed on for this to rest in my subconscious, but it is thriving. This woman is terrible with punctuation. Like, it's, this is why I'm stumbling through this. Every woman ends up at this stage at some point, gentlemen. Some women get here sooner than others, but they always get there. And by then, it's always too late. Listen, they think they have all the time in the world, just like Yasmin did. And this article will hopefully serve as a cautionary tale to women that while living the single life is great, there is a price to be paid. Women need men to complete them, guys, and that is all there is to it. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. They need us a hell of a lot more than we need them. Here is a woman. Here is a woman in her late 30s. She is single, alone, and afraid, and she should be. She should be. And, and again, I'm going to read this again. She says, I still define my true worth by my ability to get and keep a man. There it is, guys. There it is. Listen, I've said this for years and years, and women are always telling me why I'm wrong. But deep down, they know I'm right. Their pride will not let them admit it. Let's continue. I'm single and afraid that I will forever have to list my sister as an emergency contact. I'm single and afraid that I'll be well into my 50s, still asking guys what they like to do and cringing at the WYB text in the middle of the night. Let me adopt my 27 cats now. Oh my God. <laughs> sister as an emergency contact. Damn, man. Like, real talk, that almost makes me feel sorry for her. And she should be afraid. You want to know why? Because she will be well into her 50s and cringing at WYD text. Guys, this is what happens when you act like you have all the time in the world. 
girls always mistake a man's sexual attention with a man's desire to commit and th dude they're always wrong this is an overweight black female in her mid to late 30s who is still single it is way past too late for this chick she continues I often joke with my friends that I wish my mother could just arrange a marriage for me. The gag is that I'm not really joking. At this point, I would gladly accept, accept a groom selected by my mother. I can easily blame her if it doesn't work out. The thought of doing the work to maintain a relationship and, watch, and watching it slip through my fingers again is completely frightening. Unbelievable. I'm single and afraid that I will swipe right and left till my fingers ache and still be fruitless in search of a mate. So blessed be my fruit and may the Lord open. I'm so here we, here we go with that Bible stuff again. I'm single and afraid, she says, that I might actually find the one, only to later find out that, that despite my best attempts at being a wife, his flesh will weaken at the slightest touch of another woman. Um, newsflash, sweetheart. God ain't got nothing to nothing to do with you finding a man. You control your actions and decisions, not God. You see, this is this is her grasping at straws, hoping against all hope that a higher power will rescue her from her bad decisions. And then she says, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, despite my best attempts at being a wife, his flesh will weaken. Dude, spare me with all that biblical talk. Flesh will weaken. Like you've been in Bible study every weekend instead of at the club. Get out of here with that. Now, she has now, you know, looking through all that BS babble, uh, she does have a point, right? She does have a point. Listen, man, men cheat. They do. Women do too. But here's the but but here's the point. A man is far more likely to cheat on a 37-year-old overweight black female than he would a 22-year-old hot blonde. <laughs> I know that's going to upset some black women and maybe even some black men, but that's how it is. And here's the thing. If a man is going to cheat, he'll cheat. Okay, fair enough. There's nothing you can really do about that because we're dogs. It's just how we are. But again, if you are overweight and old, Whoever wipes you up will cheat if he if, if he has a modicum of value. This is on her. If you wanted to lessen the chances of your husband cheating on you, sweetheart, you should have gotten married 15 years ago. You'd have had that locked down 15 years ago. You'd be all right. Then she talks about this arranged marriage. I can easily blame my mom if it doesn't work. So even if her mother, even if her mother bails her out, she's still looking to blame shift, man. <laughs> Women, dude, women will, dude, she's going to be a woman till the end. Then she says the thought of doing the work again and watching it slip through my finger. Sweetheart, I don't know if anybody's told you this, but uh, there will be no again. There will be no more. Th there, there are no more guys who want a relationship with you. There are no more men who want to give you an honest try. You spent your 20s rejecting those guys, and now that you look like this, you guys can... And now that you look like this, right? And I know you thirsty dudes in them. Man, I would smash that. <laughs> if you would smash that, honestly, if you would smash that, you are thirsty. But there's, listen, you spent your 20s rejecting these guys. And now that you look like this, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. She concludes, she says, I love myself, I promise I do, but that doesn't stop the panic brewing in my subconscious. At the thought of being single past my shelf life? Oh my God, dude. It, I'm just gonna overlook this ignorance here. The thought of being single past my shelf life. 
I'm knocking on 30 and the door to 40 is well in sight. Even as I write these words, at the strong woman you see at the forefront is frowning and angered, but also saddened by the honesty. The pressures of getting and maintaining relationships are exhausting, and I want to rescue myself from this dance, but I'm afraid of spending a lifetime being single and afraid. So she says, I love myself. I promise I do. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have to tell us this because it's what you preach, but you don't. You don't love yourself. And by the way, this whole love yourself thing, that has nothing to do with anything. Guys, I know plenty of girls who hate themselves, but they have loved plenty of men. Love yourself, this whole love yourself trope, this is just relationship jibber-jabber. Basically, they're just made up by women to give them, just to give themselves an excuse to reject guys in their 20s. Well, I can't, I can't fall in love with you because I don't love myself. I'm going to have to go and, and, and sleep with DeAndre again. I got to sleep with, with Pookie and Ray Ray again. I got to sleep with Tyrone with the, five, with the five baby mamas again because I don't love myself. I don't love myself, so how can I love you? Oh, please. Love yourself doesn't mean anything. If you love someone, you love them. Doesn't matter if you love yourself, hate yourself, or otherwise. Again, that's chicken soup for the soul type nonsense, guys. And oh, by the way, she doesn't love herself. You want to know how I know? Number one, she said, I love myself. Number two, she says, I promise I do. And number three, she ain't got no man, y'all. She said it herself at the beginning of the article. I still define my true worth by my ability to get and keep a man. So if you define your true worth this way, then there's no way you can love yourself, right? Your false worth says that you have to say that you love yourself, but we all know that you really don't. She cannot admit this. If she does, she will concede the hard truth, which is that women need men. This is the typical dating arc of today's strong, independent, and empowered American women. And guys, this crosses all races, guys. Black, white, Latina, Asian, all women born and raised in America, regardless of race, regardless of nationality, they live this life almost verbatim. Stage one, they start sleeping around with their teenagers. Stage two, they start partying through their 20s. Stage three is realizing that they're 28 and still not married, but then they start to make excuses as to why they're not married or why they're not in a long-term relationship of consequence with a man in demand yet. Men are dogs, they say. Men are no good. Too many F-boys, not enough nice guys. They blame everybody and everything but themselves. Stage four is when they realize that they're a slave to their biology and they finally accept the fact that they'll always be aroused by men who would make great fathers, biologically speaking, but terrible dads. They start to get worried, but they're still attractive enough to warrant attention from these bad boys so they don't slow down the party. Stage five is denial. They tell, they tell themselves it's okay to be 33 and unmarried with no kids. Beyonce had twins in her 30s. Selma Hayek had a kid at 41. Halle Berry gave birth to 47. And Janet Jackson had a son at 50. If they can do it, I can do it. And I'm only 34. I've got plenty of time. And finally, when they reach stage six, reality hits her in the face when she looks in the mirror. At age 39, she sees crow's feet. She sees a turkey neck. Everything is sagging. And she woke up in her bed alone as she has for the last decade plus. Now, I'll give credit to Yasmin or Yasmin for keeping it 100, but I don't feel an ounce of pity for her. She, like every woman out here, she made her bed and now she's got to lay in it. She's had plenty of time to settle down and have kids, but instead she made excuses and played the blame game to do what was easy to do, which is sleep around. This woman 
should serve as a cautionary tale to women who read her blog. But every female always thinks, well, that's not going to happen to me. I'm going to find a great guy, and I've still got plenty of time because I'm only 36. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, search Donovan Sharp on YouTube. For exclusive content, which includes my entire archive of over 800 episodes and over 2,200 exclusive posts, go to patreon.com slash Donovan Sharp. Links in description.